When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Evie, do you like yoga? Yuck. I'm looking. That's a great pose. Yeah. Where did you learn that? Ooh. Oh, moons. Moons yoga. Yoga. Would you like to learn more about yoga? That's really specific. Yes, it can be very specialised. Who do you think we should talk to about that? Yeah. You don't know? Okay. Let's talk to Sinead. starting off telling us a little bit about how it all started for you your yoga journey so my yoga journey started in Dublin years and years ago when I went to a few classes and then we basically kind of sat on you know kind of um old blankety things and did have some movements I was like oh this is I see this this is nice but it's maybe not my vibe and it was only when I got to Australia and I moved there that I went to some classes and was like yes and really you know it was huge over there already huge industry but also um, such a high level of, of teachers like like they're just miles ahead um, in yoga at that time we've kind of caught up and I was really lucky because the studio I ended up going to and the, the peers that were like training beside me but also the teachers like they were all really top of their game so I got that lovely deeper sense of yoga straight away which was brilliant and kind of went oh there's way more to this and I was then working agency side over there and I was TV producing with big budgets like endless scope so you Mm. you just it was so big and wonderful but I saw how crazy it was and I saw the intensity albeit quite fun a lot of the time in the agency and I was like oh everyone needs a little bit of this yoga jazz so then the more you're doing it the more you're like well it's actually my duty to start sharing this on that's what motivated me then to train to be a teacher and then I started teaching and then I was like hang on a second I can do this all the time and I don't need to worry about air dates or um so I just moved fully into yoga then at that point and you know when I came back there was a little bit of dabbling crossing over and back but then just threw myself into it and just you're constantly training like I, I kind of always say that to people like they're you don't kind of just learn yoga. Like my mother constantly is saying to me you know if I say oh I'm just gonna go up and do a bit of study or I'm you know doing this course she's like why yeah. You know the yoga. Yeah, the yoga <laughs> I'm like, yeah. if I can learn a puddle, if I can know a puddle worth in comparison to the ocean of knowledge that there is of yoga, I'll be so happy. And um, <sighs> you know, what a beautiful way of putting it. 
so is it it's fair to say that you found your calling in the midst of a lot of chaos over there and i think it's a testament to you to find the motivation to continue on that path and this journey and commit to it as well because you know like you say like you can't ever stop learning yeah you know you're committing to it and you're still here how many years ago was that so we're home, um, I think we're home five now. And um, yeah, I just, and it's funny now that you're saying that, it, I suppose when you're so passionate about something, you're just like, you can't see anything else. And it's just a given of that's what you're going to do. And unfortunately, I was really lucky, you know, at the end of the day, teaching yoga, teaching meditation, that path of life, like it's not one where you're going to be like, you know, rolling in the big books and, you know, living in Beverly Hills. Although I'm sure some of them do <laughs> over in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is just like, passion driven and um but when I got back though it was tough you're doing everything you can to kind of hustle to, to kind of keep this yeah. love alive and make it viable and then thankfully mm-hmm. things kind of progressed and progressed to having loads of opportunities and teaching loads of different studios and I kind of kept myself quite fluid I did always do my own independent classes because I just wanted to keep my own voice really and then yeah. became an ambassador to Lemon and partnered up with the Yoga Holidays and there's loads of little pieces and with Huku designing products and loads of little arms kind of started coming out from this like one I suppose essence of of what I want to teach here we are yeah tell me a little bit more about Moon's Yoga Loft that happened basically we we moved home we knew we were back um we knew we'd made the decision to move home permanently and I was very much after being really transient for years like my parents moved when I was 15 so I kind of been out of home since I'm 16 really independent I just have been bouncing around and I just like I need home like I need roots it's probably that deep inherent Irish thing as well of like I need to pl- to have my roots so we bought a house it still to this day makes me ecstatic that I can walk into my own house and like hammer a nail arseways on the wall sorry for cursing um, but I can do it <laughs> you know I can do it yeah, um, yeah, yeah so yeah. we bought the house bought the puppy settled and we're like yes brilliant and then this beautiful cafe opener in the corner and a few other bits in the hood and we were delighted and then I got a call from randomly from someone who just saw me on interwebs um, about a space. And I was like, well, hang on, that's just around the corner above that cafe. And I was like, I, I, I'm like your neighbour pretty much. So then I took the space and just painted everything 17 coats of white and made it so <laughs> so beachy and kind of Aussie and welcoming and yeah. stuff. And just opened and I suppose it was kind of blind optimism, just kind of, yeah, it, it will build it and they will come, you know. Yeah. And they did come, thank yeah. God. And it gets really boutique, you know, there's only 12 mats. You're seen, you're heard, you're helped. And the progress in the people that joined with me on the 5th of January last year that are still students now that, you know, we're coming a couple of times a week for the year. Bonkers, like phenomenal progress. Yeah. Wow, so, isn't that incredible? Yeah, it's, it's really, it's fab. And I can't wait now, we're going to be opening again on the, hopefully on the 6th of July, which is exciting and get slowly get back there in a nice safe way yeah yeah so here you are now with your own studio and what's a working week or working day for you like so pre-covid was pretty bloody lovely because i had gotten to that point where the studio was open over a year was doing well beautiful teachers and i have to say this like imagine now when you're listening to this everyone like in bright neon letters like the community are awesome like just everyone that comes in it's very much like everybody like every shape size age like everyone just comes in they rock in it's very homely white and bright and um you know it's just really 
accepting of whatever you want to be doing at whatever point in the class it's like you do you everybody so I go in and I teach them classes and then the, I know that people will be in later teaching some classes and um, I popped in for a swim I pop home because I live around the corner now it was a bit frantic to be fair because I do have like the old holidays and um, like amazing work with Huku and brand work and um, meditation work that I do independently a lot of corporate work um, festivals talks so quite a lot I suppose to try and run the studio on the side so yeah there was a lot it was busy yeah it's not a nine to five but really enjoyable like really fluid and just I suppose my biggest thing and I just about got to that point um I suppose pre-covid was I'd kind of really organized my boundaries a bit better and I was very much um you know in that nice groove where I was like you know this is where I cut off and um, this is where I dedicate time to kind of put my head down and get it done and a bit more structure on it because I think the year before it was just like hey studio and all the other th- pieces of the business just juggling away <laughs> yeah how has the last few months been for you? Fado Fado a few months ago we did some tests and for you know the first time they actually came up with a positive and we were freaking out and <gasps> so excited and I'd been with my amazing granny and she'd said, right, OK, well, look, just sit on it, just chill and come into me in a couple of weeks mm. now. And of course, mm. chill on my arse every day doing another no test. Way, man. <laughs> yeah, like, big time. Just need to check. Um, and then went into her. But I went into her on the 11th of, of March and it was a half five in the evening appointment. Aww. And then the next day, the world went poof. So that was the 12th oh, of yeah. March then, the next day, Leader's announcement. Yeah. And by that evening, I'd close the studio. And I was one of the first studios oh. to do it because I just went, hang on, there's a chance that people could come and they don't know that they've got this. I'm closing. I'm not putting anyone mm. under any harm in my space. Mm. So I, within that 24 hours, it was, um, here's your baby's flashy heartbeat and here's a big announcement and close your studio. <laughs> you chose a co- to keep going with just a couple of classes. Which, which classes did you choose and, and why? It's so funny. I actually got to the point when the studio, like there's slow flow and there's um, more of a, like a stronger, there's spicy, there's yin, there's nidra. Like we've got a lot, and it's very mindful movement. Like my studio has not really come to kind of, I suppose, work out. Um, you will. Yeah. It's bloody strong. Like people have been to my class, they're like, whoo. It's like, especially, you know, pre-pregnancy. You're never moving too fast that you don't know exactly what you're doing at each moment. Because I think that if you move really fast, you can lose like you know your proprioception your ability to kind of know what's happening and that's really mm. important so with my classes I've always just called them moon's flow because it's kind of whatever um kind of you know vibe you get that day and um, you yeah. feel for the people for the class so mine are always a bit like on the day on the energy on the you know whatever it is and I'll maybe mm. on a body part but they don't generally have like a strict structure so when it was me obviously doing the classes I kind of said look it'll be my usual like but Mondays generally were like heart and shoulders and opening and and like other days I did like more legs and hips and stuff just just so that people had a rough idea where I was gonna go (laughs) but yeah my classes are always pretty much in that spectrum of just being like a pathway to connect into yourself through first physical movement and then when you dive a bit deeper the listening that happens when you when you get beyond that. And you kept on the prenatal classes as well. So I brought them on. They weren't actually on until I oh. felt comfortable to announce because um, and there I was, you know, belly getting a little bit bigger. But I found it very, very hard. And this is something I really I'd love to actually say out loud, like to people that might hear. Hello, people with ears that might yeah. hear. <laughs> um, but like, especially because we had a long journey trying to get pregnant, 
like I was in such a deep and I would be, you know, very self-aware. I meditated a couple of times a day. Like, I, you know, I would do the work, but I was such a ball of anxiety for the first mm. like 12, 14 weeks, probably longer, but um, mm. just constantly fearful and not and putting up the armor to not let myself even believe it was happening. And I was like, do other right. people feel like this? I had people that were, you know, seven weeks pregnant being like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm seven weeks pregnant. And I'm sitting, I'd be sitting at home rocking, being like, oh, like I, yeah. I can't even begin to think that this is real. It's too, like I'm too, I'm so nervous. And um, mm-hmm. bit by bit, you know, it softened and I softened and I expanded. And, and I thought, mm, there's definitely something happening here. Maybe I should start believing what they're telling me. Um, and then by mm. about 14 weeks, I was like, I had a good belly really quickly and I was teaching online I was like I'm gonna have to tell them I'm gonna have to tell people here so I never thought I'd like announce it and do that type of stuff but I had to because we were all just online no one could see each other so it was but it was lovely like there's a lot of you know um things that you miss from when during this COVID time especially because you didn't get to kind of meet your friends and look at them in the eye and say guess what it's finally happened and give them a hug so you missed kind of all of that but look online is still lovely and it was still brilliant to like be able to like do zooms and whatsapp calls and all that kind of stuff okay so you mentioned that you do a quite strong practice Uh, what type of yoga do you teach um i have trained in lots of different types mine is just an amalgamation it's kind of i suppose you call a hatha vinyasa if you had to put it in a box but it's very much mindful like my first training even was infused with mbsr like with mindfulness so it's very much physical movement but always 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 with really heightened awareness and like reminding people constantly to be checking into their bodies as they're moving so it's not movement detached from you know observation it's really intrinsically linked but yeah hatha vinyasa like you know there might be a section where we kind of hold longer there might be a section where you kind of do a little bit more fluid flow work but Mm. to be honest with you like I've been banging on about this for a while but it's becoming more and more popular that like instead of the faster or stronger is better it's slow is the new strong so if you do something slow like if you move say from a downward dog and you fluidly really slowly move into a plank and hold it that is so much harder than moving with the force of momentum quickly so mm. slow mm. and strong is my jam yeah <laughs> do you bring the same kind of approach then to the pre and postnatal yeah yoga classes yeah too. and I do and I like I suppose maybe you know time will only tell as I move deeper in my pregnancy if things start slowing even more but I've always been of the ethos that pregnant women aren't sick and we're we're strong beautiful it's just I'm in awe of everyone that is creating a child I just think it's, a, it's so wonderful and I can't even begin to imagine or believe that I'm in the club kind of we're starting to be in the club oh, um, so, so it's sweet. it's just about empowering them to kind of to move and breathe but also it's time in in the day that's it's them and their baby especially when I used to teach in town I used to teach a a prenatal class and I was you'd see them rush in change their clothes and this is before I'm I was kind of in my own experience of it and I used to constantly say to them guys like focus on what's happening inside and maybe feel and maybe think about in your day have you actually put your hand in your belly or like deeply thought about what's happening are you just like busy because work is demanding and you've just got all this external noise and often like a lot of them used to you know come back to me and still to this day when I announced my pregnancy so many people were like I used to go to you three years ago when I was pregnant la 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 and beautiful messages because they were like Mm. it was a time of the week Mm. where I remembered god this is not going to last I need to stop and really Like, you know, as I said, in normal classes, it's connecting the physical to go a little bit deeper. But it's like, yeah, connecting to the physical. And like, and then 
know notice what's happening and appreciate it and observe it and also listen because if we listen then you'll hear oh hang on a second that left hip is feeling a bit funny if you're busy and you're just racing through your day your body's trying to tell you these messages and you're, you're, you're not listening you're not prioritizing um hearing that voice so that's the time i think prenatal allows you to have that really deep listening to not only experience and enjoy the process but to hear if there's any little niggles that need to be addressed or taken care of yoga is a culture in society now it definitely is isn't it how in your view has it kind of moved into modern healthcare or well-being oh this is a big juicy one because this is Mm. mega and there's so many different perspectives on how to look at this i suppose on a basic level the fact is yoga is huge business it makes a lot of people a lot of money you know the commodification of that has um has opened up to endless interpretation um and i always try not to be very binary and black and white with things because it's very Mm -hmm. easy to kind of be like oh Mm. this type of yoga isn't yoga and that isn't yoga and this is yoga and i always just go back to the roots for me i try and just with deep acceptance and love kind of look at all of the different images shapes performances athleticism um, spiritualism all the different forms that yoga presents to us over here in the west and i kind of try and look at it and go do you know what that's that's a-okay because that's maybe what you're taking out of yoga you know and it's not for me to say that that is right or wrong and but there are a lot of people that will but to me yeah um again and I've always never been I suppose too concerned what anyone else is doing like I just I suppose study yoga and go back to like the original lineages of where it's come from and even at that point that it still was a oral tradition that was moved into being captured and passed down so again it was still open to interpretation back then so therefore for me yeah. like this kind of pigeonholing of like it's this type of yoga it's that type of yoga it's this brand and it's this that brand mm. they've all trained and then spoke their own version ultimately mm. none is better or worse than each other they're all kind of their own interpretation i think for me that's why i suppose it's not a strict brand or of a style because I just think that if you are referring back to the original texts and I suppose as much of the kind of origins and then interpreting that with deep awareness in how it washes through your being and then serving that out then that's a beautiful pure version of yoga or offering. Would it be okay for me to say it was put out there and interpreted from the very beginning as a way of being mindful while also looking after your physical body and in fairness that's still kind of the main objectives with practicing yoga now yeah but for me it's about taking information and washing it through myself and then like speaking to that like really authentically and really i suppose passionately because it's it's not coming from a place solely from a place of intellect it's coming from a place of connecting to the spirit a spiritual connection is there anybody who can stop you from teaching this is the thing you know you'll get a branch of people that are you're really vehement against this and you know really vehement against um the fitness type yoga etc etc you know i try and just be a little bit more kind of open and kind of do my own thing and think teach to their own but (laughs) the people that are you know very vehement are 
you know, just super angry because um, there isn't regulation really to a point. Obviously, everyone has to have insurance, you know, basics of life. And there is an alliance that there's different, but there's a couple of different alliances around the world. So say like there's the, the yoga alliance in the US and then there's one in, in, a, in down in kind of Oz, Asia Pac. And then there's um, an alliance that was in the UK that's now yoga professionals. So there's different branches and there's lots of different, as I said, branches of people in different camps. Like, you know, ultimately you register and you pay a fee um, to say that you have their backing. They're not testing you or like evaluating there's, you. Know, you. There's, guidelines that you have to adhere by and, and certain things that need to be covered off that you, you would be doing anyway especially in a YTT or something in that yeah. way um, but in terms of you know your average Josephine Soap teaching on or Joe Soap teaching on the street it, there's a lot of debate about whether or not it's really of any um, you know deep impact other than just a few letters at the end of your qualification or your name there's no as you said a kind of governing body really that's yeah. checking on yeah. a regular basis so that's why I'm very much say to people is don't just go to one and they come to me and I say don't just come to me like shop around yeah. like do go yeah. to different yogis mm. um I, I always describe it like mm. um flavors of ice cream I'm like you know you know mm. at the end of the day it's all ice cream but everyone will have a different flavor mm. and you know you might love my mint chocolate chip mm. but then you might like go over to Patty in the yeah. corner and like love his vanilla and um you know I always just say like just test it out for pre and postnatal yoga is there like any any kind of certification that you should look out for because obviously you're probably might be feeling a little bit more delicate 100%. in that phase in your life making sure that they're qualified this is a big one I know this sounds really basic but mm-hmm. you know a lot of people will go and do their YTT the yoga teacher training um, tick amazing and then they're teaching for a few years and they kind of know you know roughly you know how to keep a body safe and then the, the, you know, there might be a presumption that oh well you know you know just I know the, the fair basics that um I shouldn't do to keep pregnant women safe or postnatal women safe um and then sometimes they can just slide into maybe oh a class needs to be covered it's a, it's a prenatal class oh I'll, I'll, I'll wing it it'll be fine and they teach it and then yeah you know you know three years down the line they're they're teaching a regular prenatal class because you do a specific yeah. certification to to be qualified so just mm. maybe just checking that you're I know the sense a bit basic but this is the world that we're living in is just yeah. checking that you know your teacher is actually specifically qualified in prenatal yoga and also that she's insured for that if you're not you know certified and then inform your insurer and then get insured for that certification it might be in your insurance you might be insured to teach yoga but not prenatal yoga especially um yogis kind of newly qualified i'm always kind of reminding of all these things because it's very easy just to get out in the hustle Mm. and just be doing um it's very easy to just kind of let it slip so it is just check that's what i would say to people just just check with your teacher just to kind of see you know that they are trained that they're insured specifically for it you're quite diligent about all of that kind of stuff and and you do teach pre and postnatal yoga what is it about that type of yoga that you like well i've always been fascinated by these magical beings that are creating mini beings within them it blows my mind how magical like i walk around the house at the moment i'm like i'm magical now too like it's just like <laughs> I can't even like I get emotional about thinking about it and like I, I've always been like this like I've always um, you know when I first I trained in prenatal when I moved back to Ireland actually she was sudden and um, she would have done a lot of work with Uma Dunes more Tuli and um, it was beautiful lineage to learn from and um, when I started teaching I'd be in class and I'd be walking around and I'd be welling up being like you're all amazing 
Like, and it is. Wow. It's, and I just don't think people are told enough how magic and wonderful you are. And especially nowadays, and don't even get me started on that, about how like hard we're pushed in every direction. It's kind of like, oh, we'll just keep on going. You know, the work needs to be done and there might be other military humans at home to be taken care of. And they don't stop to kind of really observe this like, immense process that they're you know and the service that they're doing to the world to repopulate on so yeah. many different levels so mm. I think that the magic of mm. that and, and that's always 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 the bottom line of my teachings across every person every being is helping them deepen the relationship with themselves and I think that it really is the foundations for any happy joyful deeply connecting life and I think that you know when you're pregnant especially that's when those really deep um, foundations need to be put in place because to enjoy the experience but also you can lose yourself out then afterwards and back into this beautiful human and to all that needs to be done and you want to be able to have the the work done that you are tuned into yourself that you don't disconnect or lose any awareness of yourself on that journey that's going to proceed do you work much with postnatal women i do now i do and especially with bodies that i know like with people that have been with me for a long time I would direct people to you know especially if there's any sort of um, difficulties in pregnancy or in in labour I direct them to a specialist I always have like a bank of people that I think are qualified in different areas that I'm not qualified in I'll never just wing it so my god of course I have Mm. loads of um, postnatal clients um, but if there's any major issues I wouldn't profess to you know really highly and deeply trained in postnatal because that's quite specific as well and I think you know ultimately you can just go back to a normal yoga class and just say oh yeah I'm I had a baby whenever you know months ago or weeks ago um so for me I generally try and have the postnatal um experience with people that I've I've known before and through the journey Mm. anyone that's coming fresh I would just always say to them just I'd prefer you to be 12 14 weeks after doctor signed Mm -hmm. off and no complications during your labor just for them and me because I think I've had people bop into me a couple of weeks after um giving birth and my of course they're probably more than fine but you know I just feel like it's the fourth trimester I think you should be just taking your time and letting everything heal and stuff that you don't even realize is going on recalibrating in the body um, needs that respect and that time so that's why I suppose for me it's kind of postnatal yeah. yes but it's postnatal further down the track it's not immediate specialised you feel quite strongly about people looking after their bodies in oh. that first few months your vibe is all about building yourself up for that and then coming back to the yoga then when you're physically recovered from the labour and the birth mm. and whatnot. you haven't run any classes with the babies um, we've ran, I've run some classes like that um, but again they'd be very much described as like playful I suppose there's two different ways to look at it like postnatal can be really soft more mindful more just again reconnecting through to the body building up strength but very very tentatively and I know the difference like when someone comes and they're like I want to come back and I want to like you know smash out the chaturangas and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, I think you know you probably need to take even longer time or go to someone who's really specialized in like fitness um for postnatal do you know and I think you know the mm. journey postnatal say with me and the mom and baby was very much like relationship connecting to the baby and having some it connecting to the other women that was huge for me when I did those gatherings and coffee afterwards and you know light 
lengthening and strengthening but it was it was definitely not like a fitness postnatal event <laughs> yeah how did you find the women in those sessions it was just wonderful and I was so excited about starting it off because we've got this like indoor outdoor hallway that you can you know leave buggies in and we can lock the gates so it's real handy you know there's free parking around there's a coffee shop literally downstairs everyone down afterwards like this is like oh I'm this I'm going to create this beautiful event um, for people each week but I obviously was not and I'm not a mother yet and didn't realize that obviously each week babies you know they might be good or they might not feel so good so the numbers were really irregular um, and it just became a bit unsustainable because because it was a bit ir- irregular so I ended up like wrapping up the class after a while because yeah. and I just been really honest about that but I'd love to bring it back again and give it another go I think it's so so needed but maybe and I'm just thinking on my feet here maybe it's more of a community that's that's grown with some online mommy and me from home so that there isn't the hauling out of everything and then maybe like a monthly meetup in a park that's more of like a coffee morning to connect in 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 real life just because I do think that the stumbling block to getting out to a mommy and me class is you know baby's not feeling too great today or I had my feed or my nap time didn't align and it just brings more stress onto the mother so yeah maybe some online mommy and me with like a monthly then physical in real life FaceTime would be kind of cool so I love the sentiment behind everything that you're saying about prenatal yoga really being the time to put the thought and practice into minding your body take a break for the first few months maybe meet up with other women and mothers and share the joy of the first few months and get a bit of a stretch get a bit of mindfulness going just get a bit of time to connect and yourself and yourself and then when you're ready to get back to a more physical practice then get and back into kind of the slowly studio. go maybe for the softer classes and build yourself up yeah is there any kind of evaluation or anything like that you that you need to do before coming to one of your classes or can you just sign up but through the booking system there's always you know your checks and you're you're ensuring that you know you're um, especially for say prenatal that you're for me it's 12 to 14 weeks plus I just really really respect that time that needs to be taken to kind of soften and allow the process to really um, and it's just a, it's a really tentative time so for mm-hmm. me it's kind of it, the people that are signing up are after that point um, yeah. and then always before a class you'd have the chats of well what's going on how is your body is there any little red flags how are you feeling like you you get to know the person mm-hmm. and it's, it's been obviously trickier online um, but yeah, prenatal traditionally is like a relationship where you you have a proper consultation beforehand to kind of really figure out what's happening with them because everyone's so different. Everyone's pregnancies are so different. And then yeah. at least you've got some, you know, knowledge base when you're keeping an eye on them in class that can kind of give them adjustments or variations that might suit them a bit better um, if they've got any complications. So what are some of the more common symptoms that people would be coming to your class with when they're in pregnancy or postnatal journey? I think probably an overarching one is just having um, something that helps them to experience the huge shift in their physicality with a bit more ease. And, you know, that is either like creating more space or um, strengthening. So they're, you know, your basic elements as in, you know, your frame is expanding and showing different ways to kind of like lift up the upper chest and the arms and to create more 
room to feel to have in your body is is you know that's your basic building blocks of you know why people will come they're like yes oh I get to stretch out I get to create more space I don't feel as um confined in this expanding frame and um uh, you know and kind of the pressures that are there on it then there's the specifics you can know you will have the you know, the lower back pain you'll have um pelvis issues hip issues um there's so many different things that can crop up all around the pelvis because there's a lot of shift happening there um mm. and the ribs and you know on the lower back and the body is going through this huge transformation and you get a lot of like referral pains and a lot of like compensation in different areas so it's about addressing those specifics with a specific person Mm. Um, and then breath is huge as well like your capacity is shrinking but your need for that air is it is increasing and on a parasympathetic nervous system side of things as well you you want to be able to harness that breath to mm. calm and cool the body to lower the heart rate mm. and to you know create the most harmonious environment not only to grow this little person but for you to bloody live in <laughs> so yeah, yeah I say to everyone that comes to a prenatal class I'm like you do know everyone that you know when baby comes I am you know I know you'll drop off and I probably won't hear from you but I expect at some point a photo please yeah yeah so when they come through most of the time that they'll say like oh the breath like they could really tell in labor that I was doing yoga because of my awareness of my breath and my ability to control to a certain extent my experience of labor which is huge Mm. that's just mega it's coming um fingers crossed um you know that I'll experience that for myself in real life without just the conceptualizing of it and the you know passing on of information um and that is it's a funny one for me because my yoga is very embodied and like I what I teach is what I wash through myself it's my own it's very personal um in terms of it's my experience to yoga passed on to you in the best way I can so it'll be very exciting to finally teach prenatal um not only from you know all the the information and and, um I suppose intellect that I have on it now but from an intuitive wisdom aspect of going through the process myself um so that's very exciting really looking forward to that yeah big time and it's not just the labor by the way oh yeah I don't think I think you know you'll have many moments where you feel like you're being pushed to the limit in those first few months and you can apply the same ethos and the same approach right 100 percent. yeah another reason that I can see that um and I'm really passionate about meditation as well like meditation is a huge part of my practice and what I like to teach and I think that that is like especially for new mamas like I nearly feel like just running a solely prenatal meditation course for people because I feel like you know again it's this whole grounding down into yourself and who you are and establishing being and when more do you need that when you're being pushed to the edge for those first Mm. as everyone says those first couple of months especially that Mm. you know the more you're connected into yourself the less likely you are to react the less likely you are to let the stress response rise so much that you feel physically and mentally unwell you know Mm. you've got such a greater capacity and control over yourself um, mm. in situations that are going to be challenging when I teach meditation anyway I'm like look life is just one ongoing kind of up and down of challenges and that's we just accept that but we can learn to navigate them with more ease if we have more awareness of how we are in an observation kind of way in like a witnessing yeah. way and yeah. Jesus like when more will you need it than when you're sleep deprived and mm-hmm. sore in your body um, you know possibly hating your partner and just um, mm-hmm. you know having you know a regular practice that helps you tune back in is going to be like a lifeline 
I think. So I'm excited to see that in action for myself as well. I'm excited for you. (laughs) What's your objective? What do you want to offer? The same thing that I, I want to offer all people, that pathway to themselves, to deepen their relationship with themselves. I'm constantly saying, and I say it at the start of every class, and I'm sure lots of my students are really sick of it. I'm like, imagine you just plonk down on the couch beside um, your best friend and you look them in the eye and you're like, how are you doing? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But the person is actually you. It's so bizarre that we don't do it but we rush through life and we forget and we put ourselves you know back here kind of last to to address and sometimes we don't even realize that we can do it and sometimes it's until you go into a class and someone says you know you can check in with yourself and you know you can be your Mm -hmm. own best friend and you know you can look out for yourself (laughs) and people are like oh yeah so yeah especially on a journey where you're not only like physically say in pregnancy you're making a baby and so much of your energy and love is going there rightly so because obviously we're you know we're all about this miniature human mm-hmm. and afterwards when they're out and then your partners and all these other people in the external um just being your own best friend is like is half the battle because at least then you know what's going on and i think that's a big problem but people don't they don't know what's going on until perhaps there's like an issue it's not that you don't know until it's too late but it's just that you could have got there earlier mm. you know and stopped it from escalating to a point where it's a bigger issue than it needed to be and there's so much more scope i think all of us could be better at that obviously your relationship with yourself is you know it's so indicative of how healthy all your relationships would be with everybody and everything and that's across to like the environment and to like all of humanity so the that's what I suppose it all comes down to me helping people just have richer relationships with themselves on every level. What kind of observations have you witnessed over the years with the with the women in this phase at any stage, at any stage, like from pregnancy to coming back postnatally ready for a class? How bad ass. <laughs> I'm like, how? You've a human in your body. Or then they come in and they have, you know, a miniature humans at home. I'm like, you're amazing like you're walking around you know your your hair is brushed today and you're <laughs> you're like you're strong and you're busting out your your downward dogs like it's nobody's business yeah. and just the sheer power of women it's just it's mad I think that's probably my deepest observation is just standing in mm. awe of them and all and just like yeah. looking and kind of going wow and and their passion to kind of um and it's so admirable as well I think it more and more thankfully we're getting to see it is that their passion for carving out that time for them so you know back in the ages it would have been well no you know the children come first and the baby comes first and I don't have time and yada 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 people are understanding that they in order to be actually a better serving mother wife sister etc that it's it's an essential aspect is to take that time it's not selfish so for me observing the shift in house people now are like oh no no well I need my hour a couple times a week or my hour once a week even like this isn't you know indulgent of me or selfish of me that I'm leaving my baby at home it's uh, I need this time because I'll be better for it and seeing especially for like I see that across all people but especially it's so lovely to see that shift and I think it is fairly new shift where you know mothers or pregnant ladies pregnant women are seeing that it's a necessity and it's it's not like oh god I'm going to go off and enjoy myself a little bit of a yoga class they're like no yeah like, I need this for my physical body physical and mental health and for 
the good of every single person I meet after that mm. class for the ongoing week because mm-hmm. it's just so impactful. So that's probably the biggest observation. You mentioned that you've had people in your classes from before they've had kids up to now having one, two, maybe three kids and they're still coming back to you all the time. What's that journey been like with those women? Oh, it's so exciting. Um, Well, just because you, you form friendships. Like these people you might see three times a week. So, you know, you know their bodies, you know their um little snippets about their life. If they want to, like everyone's more than welcome to come and just kind of come in and do their thing and leave like, oh my God, it's all the love because you just might want your, just your own space and not to share. But generally, if they're with you for a long time, you know them and you you mm-hmm. see them change and you see, um you know, maybe they go through pregnancy with you and then they come out and then they're back and they're, it's, it's wonderful to watch um that all happen and to be, of some help in I suppose keeping them connected to themselves through the constant change yeah. so that's lovely yeah and seeing how effective it is not just you know words it's actually you know seeing how healthy and happy that they are through that whole yeah. journey of life and there's a trust there the relationship with you isn't there right because they're like okay their bodies aren't the same as they were a few years ago but they're still coming back and trusting you as a teacher or an advice on how to move their bodies or how to calm their minds or feel more centered oh and it's, it's immense and i think a lot mm-hmm. of that the reason with like especially if like for with me and then with every all the teachers that work in the loft the whole ethos um forever and it always will be is that it's a really welcoming and open space so that it's there's no intimidation it's like come yeah. do what you can when you can you're not being mm-hmm. judged you're being welcomed and as soon as you step in the hard work is done just getting here i always say that and like yeah. just getting here is the hard work after that you're winning you've already won um rather than you know feeling oh, i just i get so upset when i think about postnatal women especially but all women um entering into a building or a studio or wherever and feeling intimidated or that they're not strong enough or stretchy enough or fabulous enough like I try and just do the complete opposite of that and it's just like rock up how you are embrace it feel into it wriggle around in it (laughs) and listen in and like walk tall as you leave I love it yes Are there any poses that people should avoid specifically? Basics that really and truly, you know, you should avoid is like twisting. It's pretty obvious, you know, you don't want to be twisting your abdomen. Over lengthening and over kind of backbending. So lengthening the front of your body. You want to make sure that rectus abdominis is not overstrained when it's already under strain. Lying on your belly, like it's obviously open to each individual but generally like especially up around the 30 weeks onwards lying on your belly just it's not ideal it doesn't feel good to be honest the body will give you the feedback it, you know the body will quickly tell you when it's yeah. not right um, and core core work's kind of open to interpretation like um, you can do certain types of, of core work but to be honest with you unless it's a very under very specified and experienced supervision like I'd avoid, I'd avoid core work um, mm. then thinking on from that then I suppose lying on your back you know traditionally because of the pressure put on the vena cava and also due to like the gastric fluid going down and um, when you're on your right hand side it's just probably not ideal or optimum or lying on your back so that's yeah. why you would always hear like mm. you know people say lying on your left hand side 
So they're just a few, mm. the kind of real basics ones. Now, as I say it, and this is the world we live in, I'm kind of thinking, oh, well, I know, like, Johnny's going to get on and be like, well, actually, do you know what research has, has said that, you know, you can technically do this. These are just broad blanket general observations of, of what I see and what I teach. But everything's yeah. open to interpretation because everybody's different and everybody is different every day. Like our bodies are different every day. Let's talk about that for a minute, being different every day. One question that is kind of intrigues me anyway, is are there are there any kind of poses that you should do or maybe shouldn't do that evoke certain emotions or might make you feel emotional? Well, that's huge, yeah, because ultimately when you're speaking to yoga or a practice that's spiritual, and I, when I, I like to be really strict with that as well to explain the semantics of when I say spiritual, I mean like a, a practice that connects you into your spirit. Um, when you're doing a practice that connects you into your spirit, of course, you know, there's stuff going to be shifting and moving and opening and revealing that is going to cause emotional responses. So it's, it's, there is very specific, I suppose, emotional ties or, or hormonal um, connections to different points in the body. And, you know, I could go into chakras and, and uh, energetic body and a subtle body in that type of um, perspective. But just to keep it kind of quite general, you've got a body and I love, I love this stuff. Like this is something that I, I just, I could talk for a long time about. Um, but, you know, in the energetic body and your subtle body, a lot of people think of it as kind of woo woo. You know, that's the stuff that's, oh yeah, chakras and all that stuff and um, colors and spirals and of energy. And there's a lot of people that kind of dismiss that. But what's really interesting is, um, you know, modern science as it's evolved, ultimately is confirming everything that the ancient say yogis and ancient spiritual wisdom practitioners and seekers have talked about so they'll talk about um places in the body that are chakras or energy centers and actually now that there's mris they're like oh there's actually like a cluster nerve endings there or there's that's actually a hormonal center where it's the creation of certain hormones so they all align and they're already deeply connected so i think if you're asking about like maybe a specific pose that emits uh, specific feelings like a really big you know one is is hip you know a lot of people will refer to that as well you know you've got your hips and if they're tight and blocked physically and you do some stuff to open and release that not only are you on a physical level like allowing more of the upper body to speak to one another allowing this uh, cerebrospinal fluid and the lymph and blood to run more fluidly but you're um, then more in an energetic way you're kind of opening um up maybe blocked emotions or areas that might have had a shortening of the funnel of those fluid days. So then you'll get this rush of different emotions. So I suppose doing hip work, it's opening up, it's releasing, it's unblocking um, and allowing allowing things to flow as they should. But it can be emotional. In your view, are there are there any specific poses you should avoid just after you have a baby in that fourth trimester period? Um in the do you mean in the, like that immediate period um in the fourth mm, trimester period yeah. oh, probably yeah. a lot to be honest like i i just yeah. feel like um just don't do any yoga stay in bed i just feel like well, you can your, your yoga can be you know on all fours wriggling releasing feeling do you know um it like i definitely don't think i think that the fourth trimester isn't a place for striving and trying to achieve shapes i think it's more mm. feeling and letting the feeling um be um, and information that will then lead you to maybe another shape so you know instead of going I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this it's like I'm feeling into how I am and now I feel like mm, actually I can really do it more heart opening so I'll move my arms forward 
So it's, again, it's not, not because you should, because that's my worst word. You're feeling into it because your body is intuitively leading you there. So like what you're saying is like, you don't need to do the yoga that you think you need to do in that phase. It's just about moving and being aware that like your body does still need to get something. And honouring yourself, honouring yourself enough to maintain the connection to yourself all the way through that journey. Because there's a certain point where I think people yeah. just kind of drop off and like, oh, well, that's low priority. And I'm like, no, like yeah. even if you can remember to honour yourself enough to keep connected into yourself like your best friend and just listen and just like we're such intuitive beings and we're internally referenced beings that you know the minute we start looking out then and kind of going oh I should be doing this and maybe I should just like bash out a bit of an aerobics class or do a bit of an online yoga class there because I should you know it's it's completely it's never going to serve you in in the way that's most impactful the most impactful way that we serve ourselves is when we listen in and then work from that place of intuitive wisdom I know you haven't experienced it personally yourself, but you've been around it and it's certainly part of your community by all accounts. So what's your view on the concept of it? My view, probably the first view on it would be that people need to know about it more. (laughs) Because I think that it's, it's still something that I'd refer to and then go, you know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. Because a lot of people don't know it as a concept and maybe don't respect it enough as a real thing. They're like, oh, is that a yoga woo-woo thing? I'm like, fourth trimester. Like, did you you make that up, you yogis? Like, (laughs) so, um, and for me, it's so, so important. I, I I can't tell you how much I've already started thinking about that time and I'm so strategic in terms of planning. Um, it sounds mad, it sounds very fancy, but being a business owner, um, that post-natal uh, period, I'm already making sure that I'm very strict in boundaries. Like there's obviously loads of dates in the diary for next year. Um, yeah. And I'm really like making sure that I the time is carved out and making sure that, you know, people will know that I will be intuitively led in that period and if it's sorry I don't have any visitors this week I need I need retreat time just me and baby and hubby that I'll do that and just kind of I think setting for me at the moment because I haven't reached it it's putting the parameters in place now and on the lead up so that I'm not there apologizing or kind of feeling awkward or trying to muddle it along when I'm in it so it's kind of setting the scene letting people know um you know and clearly sidelining anything to do with like work or distraction so that I can mm. just immerse in that nourishing period um, without any external draw as much as possible. Do you consider yourself an important part of the fourth trimester even in just in your community in the yoga loft? Yeah and even I know the sense it's, it's the modern world we live in even online I think I get a lot of feedback from people just hearing that it's okay to not do this and that it's okay to ignore all the shoulds and just do what is best for you and it's nearly just having a voice out there online and in person in the loft and you know at corporate events and different uh, telling people that it's okay you know you can stop the striving and you can stop the trying to be something that you think you should be and you know I think just even hearing that sometimes it gives such people such a sense of relief and they're like oh really okay so I don't have to um so I think that's probably the most impactful I suppose for people Mm. especially when they're in that period of feeling that they should be so much in this mother um, image that they've built from external noise. Um, and for me, I'm like, no, you are already perfect. Just remember that Aww. and everything will be fine. 
do you have any quick tips or advice for any women or parents in the fourth trimester phase? Well, number one is going to be meditation. Meditation, like even the word meditation or mindfulness, like they get a bit bandied around, kind of overused. So I'm a bit allergic to some of them sometimes, <laughs> even though I run a learn to meditate course. Um, but it's call it sitting, call it you time, call it space, call it quiet time, whatever it is. Like we need, this is not an, a non-negotiable. This, like this is... I think people think it's kind of like, oh yeah, maybe I should do that. I'm like, no, you don't understand, guys. Biologically, we have not evolved at the same rate as our world. Our world is bonkers. We need to be spending time just with yourself each day. Like it, it's just for me, it's a given. Um, so that's why, like, I'm really passionate about that as an aspect that of my teaching at the moment and for going on going because I took a long time to really study it and certify in it and you know really specify in it. Um, so meditation, meditation, meditation. Even if there's no time in the day, like a couple of minutes, just carve it out and it just makes yeah. everything else more manageable and better. You just mentioned there, you run courses. You don't have to be natal. You don't have to have kids. You know, you can be any type of person who wants to learn how to meditate. Yeah, and that's it, you're done. Like for me, I didn't want to start facilitating meditation classes that people then have to come to or rely on or they, you know, are there on an app or I was like, I want to just teach people how to meditate demystify it and show them how simple it is and give it to them and be like there you go you know this now and then what I usually do is at the end everyone has like a 60 day challenge so everyone goes off and then with the alumni from all the courses we have like a month a free monthly meetup then for everyone where we meditate together and I'll discuss a different aspect of the brain or like you know the functions in the mind or you know aspects of maybe challenges that come up or whatever it is like it comes up different each month it's like you can learn to meditate you you have it and then there is actually a community here for you then for free forever if you want to dip in if you fall off the bandwagon and kind of want to get back on it yeah yeah. that's a great tip um do you use music in your meditation at all no it's just you and you sit quiet just be just be what about in your classes? Do you use music in your I classes? I do. I love my tunes. So, um, yeah, no, I love my music. So, um, and I, you know, it's not all pan pipes, but it's not all like techno beats. It's somewhere in between. <laughs> um, it's, it, I get a lot of requests from my Spotify. People are like, ooh, what's your Spotify? Because after class, okay. they're like, oh, God. So I actually should probably make it a bit more professional. Um, I have this small game, this biscuiting game. I don't know if you know about this game, but me and my cousins used to play it. So, Basically, we used to put words in a tin and you'd pick out a word. And, you know, sometimes it was boys' names and sometimes it was like jobs. or But it's just random. Like, and it seems like we were the only people in the whole country who ever played it. But we must have made it up ourselves. So I'm going to instead say some words to you and you can tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, I'm going to go with water. Oh, escape for me, sea swimming. <laughs> so you're going to go sea swimming when your baby comes in November. Oh, oh I, I'm already planning the Christmas Day <laughs> swim. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Like, I'll obviously wait until it's safe and, you know, make sure the sea is safe knowing Dublin. Um, but, oh, Mike, yeah. I just, I crave it. It's just such a huge soul food for me. Babies. Cuddles. <laughs> Years and months and months of cuddles and just like sitting on my couch yeah. like a queen with all the cushions and being like, you are allowed in and maybe you're not. <laughs> uh, a couple of final questions then. Can you recommend any resources or books or websites or other podcasts for people in this phase as well? So any anything you've come across or even any yoga instructors or 
online yeah. resources I would say I always say to everybody about Insight Timer it's free it's fantastic and for anyone that say maybe hasn't um, learned to meditate or hasn't um, you know any a practice of their own there's thousands hundreds and thousands of free meditations on there and what I recommend for is for my, my students is there's a timer so you can set the timer with a nice soft little bell there's loads of options for like 10 or 20 minutes or whatever you're going to sit for or have a little space and then there's also mm. um, independent of that is just yoga nidra like it's so unbelievably nourishing you lie down you get loads of blankets and cushions and get super cozy generally about 20 minutes sometimes they run longer and there's ones on that inside timer app which is free and then there's also so it's, I think it's the yoga nidra network.com which is in my dinosaur Tuli. Um, and her partner and um, there's loads of beautiful um, yoga needers on that and you're just taken off to a place and it's deeply nourishing and restful so as like an aid to you know if you can only get 20 minutes every couple of days or every day um, you know to go and put one of them on in that in that time where you really need you know to be nourishing yourself with as much um, energy and peace as possible they're oh, they'd be really really good Um where can people find you? It's many, many places uh, nowadays. Most people, it's on Instagram these days, you know, I'm there and I'll answer questions and I get back to people's um, private messages. And um, I I don't really look to what people are doing and then, you know, maybe put up a post. I just, each day, it's like a little journal. I might, it might not even be each day, but whenever I feel that I have something to say I'll pop it up um, and it's like a little bit of philosophy or a little bit of fun um, or a little bit of kind of I suppose uh, creating curiosity in the readers and like getting people to kind of think about things a bit differently so yeah Instagram um, I love it for that reason because I don't use it to compare or to like browse I kind of just put out there you know something that I want to say really and I think like really help people yeah. or interest and then I've got my website moonsyoga.com yeah. Or just call around to the loft. Yeah. <laughs> um, one final question for me. What are you looking forward to in your fourth trimester? So in the fourth trimester, I'm looking forward to carving out time where I will have no demands placed on me or allowed to be placed on me. And I will simply be there to experience the freshness of motherhood and this beautiful being that will be in my arms, hopefully. So just, yeah, time, space mm. and... um zero demands or pressure yeah. externally and just um, that's what I mean about like setting those boundaries ahead of time so that they're there yeah. you know your boundaries are up Sinead, thank you so much you're a beautiful soul you really are inside and out thank you very much for having me Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.